0: Welcome to Hitcher Stowe's High School Sports Weekly where we will cover the past, take a look at the present, forecast the future of high school sports in Adams and Wells Counties. So sit back and relax and join yours truly. Bob Adams along with Rex Brewer for year 18 of Hitcher Stowe's High School Sports Weekly. Note the opinions expressed by Bob and Rex are theirs alone and do not reflect the opinions of WZBD at Stafford sponsors. Welcome back to Hitcher Show's High School Sports Weekly. I'm Bob Adams.
1: And I'm Rex Brewer.
0: And Rex, I don't know about you, but we've been pretty busy the last few weeks.
1: Yeah, last week we were in a girls basketball sectional, and you and Matt just covered the show from there. But uh, I went uh, four solid nights of girls basketball last week uh, announcing the sectional at Belmont and had some great games. And Bob, that's, I have to tell you, that's the first time I've ever seen a six foot six high school girl play basketball. And she was pretty good at Girl from Marion.
0: There was a girl from Indianapolis, one of the Indianapolis schools. There a few years ago, six foot ten, but uh, six foot six looked pretty tall to me that night.
1: several times I saw her take take a rebound and dribble coast to coast for a layup. So I mean, she had she had enough skill that she could actually walk and chew gum. Sophomore, Sophomore.
0: tenth grade. Sorry, yeah, I missed it by one year. Yeah, I thought maybe uh, she'd grow a little bit more.
1: Yeah, apparently her coach said that she's being recruited by every Big Ten school in the nation, and he's he's wondering why Notre Dame and and uh, Connecticut haven't called him yet. So,
0: well. Maybe they will,
1: don't know, let's but get two more years, yeah, she was awfully
0: good. We'll take a look at what happened here at Woodcrest. We can review what happened here last week, Wednesday night last Wednesday night. It was the girls' basketball sectional Belmont, Marion beat Miss sinwal sixty to twenty three I think it was eighteen or nineteen to nothing before yeah, I, scored in I that think game. they
1: they accidentally fouled a girl at, and, and she, and, um, she hit one, she she hit a free throw, so they had one point for the longest time, yeah. Belmont beat
0: Heritage 65-31. Boyd's basketball on Thursday. Adams Central beat Fremont 74-40. East Noble over Belmont 67-49. Eastbrook beat Bluffton 70-64. Norwell beat Columbia City 58-47. Woodland over South Adams 65-44. And Jay County beat Southern Wells 46-37. Friday night, the Eastside section was Bluffton over AC 39-22. And uh, Canterbury beat Eastside 54-41. And in that AC Bluffton game, the AC girls couldn't hit the broadside of a barn to begin with, and they were down nineteen to two. And then they played them pretty even. They actually cut it to I think maybe eleven points here in, in the fourth quarter. And uh, you know, another bucket or two might have made a difference in that ball game. But uh, both teams were. I think they shot something like seventeen for
1: a hundred from the field combined. Well, it's hard to it's hard to win when you spot somebody twenty points, Bob.
0: It is, it is. But they did a nice job of coming back. Um, Belmont, it was Marion over Belmont, 45-34. Belmont finishes with a 19-5 and record. I believe that's their most wins in I, I don't know how many years.
1: Interesting. Both uh, Marion and Belmont going into that game were both 19-4. and
0: Yeah. And Lures beat Columbia City, 60-27. to Southern Wells, Southern Wells sectional, they beat Westdale, 59-30. And the other game there, Liberty Christian beat Cowan, 59-56. Saturday, boys basketball. Leo all over Adams Central, 56-33. Heritage beat Bluffton, 29-25. to Wrestling Regionals on Saturday, you heard that here on ZBD. Yorktown was first, Jay County second, Adams Central third, Belmont fourth, Delta fifth, Southern Wells sixth, South Adams seventh, and Bluffton tenth. Had a few winners, uh, 106, Miller, and Miller from South Adams uh, finished first, Hucker finished third, Zatlak from Norwell finished second at 113, Rupp of South Adams finished fourth, Moser of AC won at 120, Lawson of Belmont uh, won at 126. Schaefer of Adam Central uh, finished fourth. Perry of Southern Wells finished second at 132. A leader Leiter of uh, AC was third. Feature of Southern Wells was first at uh, 138. Rubel of Belmont was second at 145. Mouncy of Bluffton was third. 152 Beaks of Southern Wells was second. Macklin of Adam Central was third. 160 Bates of Adam Central finished second. Mets of Belmont finished fourth. Freet of Belmont finished second at 170. Smith of Southern Wells was third. Gray of Norwell finished second at 182. Schum of Adams Central won at uh, 220. Baumgartner of South Adams was third. Gerwig of Belmont was fourth. Quayar of South Adams finished second at uh, heavyweight. And uh, Rex, why don't you tell us a little bit about that uh, regional.
1: Bob, I think maybe the upset of the day came from uh, William Fechter, just 10th grader from uh, Southern Wells, took out the, Undefeated, and I. He's either number one or number two ranked wrestler. 138 in the state, from Yorktown, um, and just wrestled him really tough, and it was a great match. And um, if if you were listening, AJ was going crazy because it, some of those matches were kind of an underdog. Fichter with three losses doesn't wrestle the same category, uh, same you know strength of schedule that Yorktown does. But uh, he was there at the end and hit uh, a big takedown right at the end and uh, for the win and give the Yorktown wrestlers first loss of the season is. It he was, was
0: like 38 or 39 and oh yeah it?
1: I think it was 38 39 and when he started the day out 38 and 0, he he's like 41 and0 by the time that they've reached the finals so give him his first first loss wow. this season and Victor just wrestled him tough and both both kids were probably same size and building and everything and they just went at it it was just a really great match to watch you know something that struck me
0: too uh Frieda Belmont finished second didn't
1: he have a broken ankle or something he broke his leg in football about two games from the end of the season didn't know he had a broken leg so he missed uh, his first his first match. He set out it was a New Haven match. It was like the second match of the season. So he missed about two months of the season. Came out and he wrestled the sectional was the first time he wrestled. He uh, missed missed all season, and um, he's getting better. He's getting sharper. It just needs more mat time. Uh, he only had like 14 matches on the season and uh, had a close match with Chapman from Jay County uh, in sectional and was t- defeated at the last minute. And then same thing in. Uh, the regional finals, he wrestled in, uh, with about 10 seconds left to go. He took a shot and got countered out and uh, gave up a takedown with like three seconds left to go in the match. So very close match, but uh, I think the more wrestling he gets under his belt, he's going to get those uh, – you know, it gets some, like, game experience uh, when you get done with an injury. So he's getting better as you go along. So maybe he's going to peak at the right time here for Semi-State this weekend. So it looks like uh, Adams Central, Belmont, and South Adams all have some wrestlers going to yeah, Semi-State. I think Belmont and Adams Central both taking six. I'm not sure about South Adams. But uh, Miller was a uh, hands-on favorite, and uh, he walked away with his weight class, just dominated the weight class at uh, 106. Okay. Swimming sectionals were at Jay County. The girls' swimming sectionals at Jay County on
0: Saturday. Jay County was first, uh, Norwell was second, Delta third, South Adams fourth, Bluffton fifth, Belmont sixth, Muncie Central seventh, Muncie Burroughs eighth, Adams Central ninth, Blackford tenth, Winchester eleventh, Union City twelfth. Local winners uh, Cyrus of Norwell won the uh, 200 IM. 100 free was won by Lefevre of South Adams, 100 backstroke Cyrus of Norwell, and the 400 free relay went to Norwell. And speaking about uh, Lefevre, the... Uh, uh, the older fever swimming, I believe, at Purdue, and uh, has set some a couple of school records there. Uh, saw a little bit of a little blurb in the paper or something the other day. Um, girls sectional on Saturday, uh, Bluffton beat Canterbury 53-44. It was the first sectional title since 1998 for Bluffton. Marion beat Lewis 56-63. Southern Wells beat Liberty Christian 57-46. Tuesday night, basketball was basically canceled uh, on account of the uh, six inches of snow we got on Monday night. There was and a little bit of snow. There was. There was. A little bit more than I think what they expected. Uh, so that was the week that was in high school sports. And I think uh, for our athletes of the week, we'll, we ought to go with the, uh, the Bluffton Lady Tigers for <laughs> copying their second sectional in school history. We'll take a break be back with our special guest segment right after this. Welcome back to Hit Your Stoves. We're now joined by the uh, Adam Central Athletic Director. <laughs> We're now joined by the Adam Central Athletic Director, Josh Domer. And uh, Josh, first, uh, tell us a little bit about yourself and how you came to land here at Adam Central.
2: Uh, well, this is my uh, second year here. Um, I had been uh, teaching and coaching over at Leo, um, and this just seemed like a great opportunity. I knew a lot of the coaches here and. I knew they were great people. And I saw the job was open. So, eh, athletics has always been a big part of my life. And, um, you know, I always thought it was uh, just a really great position to be in, work with, working with kids and working with, you know, other uh, schools, ADs and coaches. And eh, just a great, great position. So, a great place to land at. It would seem to me a job like this that you really have to enjoy sports, number one, and you have to enjoy working with uh, young people, number two. Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, it's pretty much, uh, you know, six days a week sometimes, uh, four nights a week if if we're lucky, and uh, yeah, just definitely, you know, you're around the kids all the time, you see them in the halls during the day, you see them get to um, compete in the evenings, and that's a good thing, I mean, you know, you tell a lot of kids about, or tell a lot about some of the kids, you know, the way they act on the court and off the court, and help them with that, and help them do the best they can, so... What, um, at what point
0: in your life did you decide that you wanted to be an athletic director? I mean, what was the deciding factor that that prompted all this?
2: Um, you know, I had some really good uh, ADs that I uh, worked with when I was coaching, um, and then some good ones when I was in high school that, you know, I kind of really looked up to and were kind of role models. And then, like I said, sports has always been uh, such a huge part of my life. I just thought it was kind of a natural fit and... Um, I just really, I guess ever since, uh, I got into teaching and education, I was hoping that one day, you know, I'd be able to have the opportunity to be an athletic director.
0: I had one of the former Belmont ADs tell me years ago that, that they, the athletic directors as a whole, there's about a third turnover every year. So every three years, you know, you got a whole mess of new, uh, uh, athletic directors. And, and that would seem to point to me that there's either you're really busy
2: or there's a lot of pressure or both. Oh yeah. Uh, a little bit of everything. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, I mean, it's just, I think a lot of it's just the hours. I mean, it's a lot of hours. Um, you know, a lot of things that people need and you're just kind of always on call and always ready to deal with a problem. And, um, you know, like I said, 60, 70 hours a week sometimes. So it can be definitely uh, daunting. So I know hopefully I got more and one more year left in me, so <laughs> we'll, we'll see. You know, we
0: do we do a lot uh, through the year as, as far as sports goes, and and uh, you know, so, some of the times when you get into your third or fourth or fifth game of that that particular week, it does get a little uh, draggy. Do you ever find yourself in that position?
2: Oh yeah, yeah, but you know, you really don't have time for it. So uh, I guess the. Show must go on, so, you know, we get everything ready to go, and really, the games themselves aren't the biggest thing, you know, just getting everything around and setting up and making sure everyone, you know, arrives on time, and, you know, once that goes, then, uh, you know, your responsibilities kind of decrease, little. you still got to supervise and everything, but um, yeah, it's definitely... Uh, you're not only responsible for making sure there are officials there and the lights and the heat and everything's
0: on, but you're also responsible for the people that take the tickets. You're responsible for, you know, making sure that your your uh, refreshment stand is manned. You're responsible for getting scores and timekeepers and that kind of
2: thing. Oh, yeah. Yep. And, you know, I've been pretty fortunate here in this community where uh, we have a lot of people that step up to help, a lot of great people volunteering. Um, usually if we have someone that has something come up and they can't do it, it's usually uh, not too much of a stretch to, you know, find someone pretty quick there. So, uh it's a great, you know, it's a great community to be able to kind of pitch in and help us out like that.
0: And I would imagine, like everything else, we, we talked a little bit earlier about uh, about illness and and things going through the the community, and it seems to affect everybody. But uh, we've been to a couple of ball games here where they, they've actually almost been a little bit shorthanded.
2: Yeah, you know, um, and really, I know it's, it's been hitting, hit like, a couple of other areas. I know South Adams got hit, hit pretty hard a couple of weeks ago, and uh, I think I guess this is kind of our turn. Of moving, must be moving this way north a little bit. So, you know, our swimmers were down a couple kids, and our basketball team's been down a couple kids. Um, uh, I know our girls' basketball. I think they had like seven kids healthy the other day of the whole program. So, I mean, uh, this time of year, you just really kind of want to avoid it. And it's just too bad. You know, we got you know wrestling. We're in the state series. Girls' basketball was in the sectionals. Boys' basketball is kind of at the tail end of their season. Swimming, you know, has their stuff coming up. So, I mean, it's just a bad time to be sick. So, hopefully, everyone stays healthy and. That illness uh, makes its way through and gets out in time. So, a couple of really great things going on here. You guys have had uh, a great fall season and a great winter season so far. Talk a little bit about that. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, the fall season, obviously, like you said, you know, our tennis team, you know, won sectionals, and uh, football team had a really good year win conference. Uh, cross country team had some good kids running and everything and uh, putting down some good times. Uh, you know, middle school programs did well. Um, you know, winter we're kind of at the tail end. I think we got six wrestlers advancing the semi-state this weekend. Um, boys basketball team, I said they've been playing a lot better lately. I think they've won like six out of the last seven, five out of the last seven, something like that. They've been they've been kind of on a little bit of a roll here. Our swim team's actually been re- uh, doing really well. Our girls finished up and they had some good times. Our boys team though, they've been breaking a lot of a lot of records here. So um, they got a pretty good, couple pretty good relays and a couple good individuals that. Have been, uh, I think, taken down. I think seven or eight uh, school records for swimming. So uh, that's gonna be real exciting to see. Kind of once we get, you know, to that postseason, I'm anxious to see how that goes. Uh,
0: you mentioned wrestling. They did exceptionally well this year, uh, and that's a that's a program that's really really been built up, built up, and and seems
2: to be kind of self sustaining. Oh yeah, I mean. Um, you know, Coach Curry does such a great job with those kids. Uh, I know he has a lot of help to go with that. You know, all the other coaches helping out and everything, but from uh, the youth programs, the middle school program, to his high school program, I mean, there's a lot of kids coming through, a lot of excitement. I know we got a lot of good kids this year, plus a lot of good kids coming up. So um, I think, uh, you know, our community gets behind wrestling quite a bit. And, um, you know, just, I mean, look at our. Uh, the Belmont AC match wrestling match, you know, the, I think that was pretty much standing room only in our gym. So that's always kind of a neat thing to see. Um, yeah, they just they do a great job and they know what they need to do and they just kind of just keep it rolling. So you're uh, you, you talked a little bit about the gym there,
0: but uh, a big building project going on. All three schools have major type building projects going on, but you guys are picking up a, a new field house and, and you're going to have a new office and
2: boy, all of that stuff's got to be uh, really really exciting. Oh yeah, definitely. I'm glad. Uh, I'm glad it went through, and everything. And everyone's working so hard on it. I mean, people put a lot of hours into this project. It's glad. To, I'm glad to actually see you know dirt getting, you know, the ground getting broken and all that. Uh, definitely some well needed practice space. I mean, we have two surfaces uh, for basically all of our winter sports, plus all our youth programs, which you, know, you coaches want to have their youth programs going. And sometimes those kids are in there. They can't even get into the gym till eight eight thirty, um, and that's almost too late. They're not getting done till nine thirty. And probably around, to, I mean, probably closer to 10 in some instances, but, um, you know, plus you got, wrestling doesn't have a room. Uh, they've been in the in the PE gym too all these years. Uh, so that'd be good. You know, we'll give a spot for them. We'll get much needed practice space. Um, we can get teams in and out. We can, get, I think, you know, we can expand some of the tournaments we have for volleyball and basketball, whereas before we really couldn't facilitate just because of the uh, room. So everyone's everyone's got more room and a little more of a flexibility. So that'll be much needed.
0: That's kind of one thing you got to look at when you when you go bid on the sectionals and say you know we'd like to have this sectional or that. Do we have enough room for everybody? Mm-hmm. And keep in mind that all these other things are still. If you're hosting a sectional, all these other things are still
2: going on. Right, right, um, yeah, and that's just going to be huge. I mean, just having the the ability to hold uh, bigger events, I think, is just going to be huge. Hey, it'd be great to get a sectional back. I mean, Jay County is a good spot for it too, but um, I'm sure uh people right here would love to have it back but you know that's uh, a little bit out of our control but hey we'll try the best we can and
0: one thing that i really liked that you guys did here a year or so back was you finally put up a, a press
2: box uh concession stand for for the uh, uh girls softball oh yeah yep that's that's kind of been a long time coming i think too and we were fortunate enough to be able to get the donations needed to uh uh, kind of proceed with that. So, yeah, it turned out really nice. Uh, we're just kind of putting the finishing touches on it now uh, with the uh, electrical and the sound system and everything. And we should be ready to roll here uh, before too long, which, man's <laughs> crazy to craziest thing. I mean, next, you know, we're starting here next month already outside. So it'll be good.
0: Many, many years we had the opening game of the season here uh, in, in April. And the wind, there's nothing to break the wind between here and the Illinois border. <laughs> and uh, it, it
2: got kind of cold out there. Oh yeah yeah it seems like that, those first couple of weeks of April. I mean it's Indiana weather. It's gonna be 70 degrees one night and 32 degrees next and snow and rain and everything in between. so
0: I, I know there's other spring programs but you you uh, you have to be excited about whoop <laughs> you have to be excited about uh, uh, baseball and, and softball season come up. Carry Gary said he had more than 70, or 70 40 girls try out.
2: And uh, you guys, baseball is always pretty good. Yeah, yeah, a lot. Of, you know, both uh, baseball and softball I had quite a bit of seniors. So um, <clears throat> I'm really excited to see some of these younger kids kind of step into that leadership role and step into that role of you know playing every night. And um, yeah, those numbers are great. I mean, 42 numbers or 42 girls coming, you know, sign up for softball. I mean, that's that's a great that's a great problem to have. Um, you know, I think they should be successful. You know, like I said, baseball. You know, I know Dave's got some good kids coming out and. Um, a lot of kids come, are interested in that. So we're just glad to have the interest that we do in our athletics here uh, from the students. I mean, we have a pretty high um, percentage of student athletes that go out for sports. So,
0: I heard this has been several years ago. I think it was South Adams when you had something right around 60 percent of their students that were partici- participating in athletics or extracurricular activities like band or whatever. And I would imagine that would hold true for here, too.
2: Yeah, um, and, we, and we haven't, we haven't uh, completed the, the, the exact numbers yet for this year, but I know last year I think we were right at about 62, 63. So, you know, that's a pretty good place to be. We like to see it higher, but, you know, it might be getting a little too greedy. Some schools, you know, have problems, you know, fielding a couple teams. So we're you're pretty thankful that uh, kids value athletics the way they do around here.
0: You know, one thing that always uh, – I, I don't know if it amazes me or surprises me, but uh, you, most of the time you have great attendance at your – your ball games, baseball games, softball games, basketball games. Um, and it, it doesn't seem that the records
2: of that particular season make any difference. You guys always always draw a good crowd. Right. And I think, once again, this goes back to the community, and I think they put a lot of uh, support behind all our athletic programs, you know, win or lose. Um, you know, a lot of people, you know, around here went to school here and are from the area, and they just have, you know, uh, they've just been a Jet fan for life, and uh, they're just going to keep on going, so – um, we're really thankful for all the support that we get from everybody.
0: And you know, this year, uh, I, for probably the first time ever, I, I've looked back through several years. Basketball boys, basketball coaches, and football coaches in every school in the county are graduates of the high school they're coaching at.
2: Yeah, I think that just goes that just goes to show you. Once again, go back to support we have when you have kids graduate from your program that want to come back and get in that thing, you know, as a former coach, you know, I see some of my uh, former athletes get into some coaching positions. Like well, I'm, hopefully I, you know, I had something to do with that or I did something right where I didn't totally, you know, turn them off from the profession or anything. Um, but yeah, just see, wanting to come back and help out your own high school. I mean, that's, that's a great thing. Uh, I mean, we, there's um, yeah, like you said, all over the County. I mean, a lot of those coaches and all sports can pretty much trace the roots back to one of the local high schools around here. So
0: I think, too, that uh, you're you're fairly lucky in that most of your
2: volunteer coaches are the same way. Most of your volunteer coaches are Adam Central people. Right, right, yeah. I mean, man, all our coaches do such a great job. And um, I think that they really, like I said, they just instill a um, passion for AC sports and competition. And once they kind of get through college, they can come back and help out. And, um, hey, it's a great thing. We'd love to have all our uh, former athletes come back and help out the best they can. So.
0: And you know the the schools in the county all have the same problem uh, of just not having enough bodies. I mean, you, you can't specialize in one sport if you're much of an athlete at
2: all. You have to play two or three sports. All oh, right. Yeah. I mean, uh, multi uh, uh, multi sport athletes. I mean, that's something you almost have to have, especially at a one A school. I mean, really any school it helps out, but you know some of those bigger schools can get away with it. But yeah, you're uh, you know you're. <laughs> Your lineman on the football team has to be uh, – or should be a player on the basketball team and hopefully comes out for track or – you know, what I mean, you, you just got to kind of do a little bit of everything. Um, you know, the sports specialization, I know, really kind of took over, and a lot of people have kind of went on to that. But I think you're starting to see the pendulums sw- uh, kind of swing back a little bit the other way, where they are going away from the specialization a little bit, and that's a good thing to see. So,
0: And, you know, too, uh, uh, over the years I've noticed that uh, – Success in one sport kind of spreads over to to the other. So your your success with football would spread over to the wrestling and the basketball
2: teams, and that would spread into the into the spring with baseball and, and track. Oh yeah, they're definitely hand in hand. I mean, I mean just playing one sport just a great kind of a cross training even for your other sport. I mean, even if you think that basketball is your best sport, I mean, you're going to learn good footwork and, you know, football or tennis or, you know, whatever else you do or, you know, cross country and give you the conditioning that you need. Or, I mean, I think every sports kind of fit in well with each other where um, I think you get a lot out of participating in the thing rather than doing the same thing over and over and over again, if you're going to specialize. But no, there's nothing wrong with it. Some, you know, some kids, that's, that's kind of what they want to do and that's what they're interested in. But, you know,
0: most of the time, the athletes from from a the school they, the size of Adam Central, they can be you know they may not, not be great in any 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 one thing, but they can be good in, in a number of different things.
2: Right. Yeah, and we're actually kind of compiling numbers of our uh, multi-sport and or our two two and three sport athletes. It's kind of like I said, we want to increase that as much as we can. Um, and there's a we don't got a, we don't have a lot of three sport athletes, but we have a, we have a ton of two sport athletes. So that's something like I said, yeah, we're trying to go and. Um, it's just fun seeing them compete in one sport and then turn around and get to see them again next season and hopefully, you know, a third season. So,
0: And you know what I like about that? There's some really positive peer pressure in that because if you're, you know, you see two or three kids that are friends and uh, one or two of them are playing a sport, it doesn't make any difference what it is. And they, they usually try to talk their friend into playing too. And, you know, the nice thing about it, once again, about a school the size of Adams Central, South Adams, they, if they go out for a
2: sport, they're going to uh, have a decent chance of, of getting some playing time in. Right. Right. I mean, yeah, we were being a one-day school, you know, we're always fighting the numbers problem a little bit in a couple of sports. And it is a good thing that, you know, friends want to stick together. And once they do come out, you're right. Usually they do contribute in some way. And um, so, yeah, we're just kind of thankful that like I said, we have the participation that we do. Remember back to your, your uh, first day here, year are so ago, a year and a
0: half ago, what was the biggest thing that surprised you? What, what really, maybe not shocked you, but really surprised you that, that, Either was one of your duties, or something
2: that you had to take control of. Um, gosh, I think just the time I thought I had a, hand, a handle on just how much it was. Uh, I coached three sports before I took this position. It's like ah, three sports. That's you know that's 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 about every night anyway. And then it's just the constant, <laughs> just, just constant meets all the time and games and uh, tournaments and <laughs> just the time the time commitment and everything. It, I knew it was gonna be a lot, but it wasn't as much as I thought. I had my eyes open a little bit, but. Tell me what you think about the uh, the
0: ACAC and in its in and in its uh, present form. It obviously it changed here a couple of years ago,
2: but uh, it's been a great conference for the kids and I think for the schools too. Yeah, yeah. Um, like I said, growing up or not growing up, but when I was coaching, you know, I was in the ACAC for a long time since about two thousand four. And you know, I saw when Garrett came in, and then you know, uh, Leo left, Jay County came in, all that you know, mixed up. Um, yeah, it's, it's a real competitive conference. I mean. You Look at some of the other smaller school conferences, and I think, I think, obviously a little biased, but I think we're the best kind of bar none. So, a lot of good competition, a lot of great coaches at the other schools. Uh, a lot of schools that are, I think, kind of like us, where they're, you know, the communities value athletics the way that they do. Um, you know, we got, we're at seven right now. It would be great to kind of get that eighth team to kind of help even things <laughs> out. But, I mean, geographically, you look where we're at, and we're a little in a little bit of a, a pinch, I guess, where it's, there's just not an easy answer to, you know, do that. But, I think
0: that was probably one reason that Jay County came in because they were kind of in the si- same situation. They were a big school, but you know, they it, like everybody else, they'd have to drive a good distance to, to
2: play other people their size and stuff. Right. Yeah. I remember what I can't remember exactly which one they used to be in my memory. Yeah, they were in a real spread out conference and yeah, um, yeah geographically I mean, you know, I'm sure, you know, the schools up north in you know, Woodland and Heritage, that's a little bit of a drive for them, but I mean geographically with the, our other schools in our conference, I think they fit in pretty good. Um, so, <laughs> they've been a good addition.
0: <laughs> One other thing I got to ask you: uh, I, I know uh, if if your girls would have won the sectional, they would have gone to North Judson or or uh, someplace over west way west, mm-hmm. probably a good two three hours away. Um, you, you ever see that getting corrected? I mean that's been a that's been a problem. Uh, to me, it just takes away from it if you got to drive. I mean, you know, people don't mind not driving that far for a state final, but to drive that far. Uh, you know, for a, for a regional. In, in one case, is, I think in the boys, it, I don't remember which way they play it, but uh, either the boys or girls are one game and the other one's two. But, you know, either way, to drive drive all that distance for a regional contest seems to be a little strange. And then uh, I told somebody sometime that – oh, okay. Uh, I told somebody sometime, uh, uh, I know they played a semi-state at Huntington here a, a, a couple of years ago, I don't remember if it was boys or girls, but I mean I've been to Huntington. My father-in-law, mother-in-law used to live in Huntington, and uh, I can't see much of anybody. And I'm not knocking Huntington. Don't get me wrong. I'm not trying to disparage them in any way, but to to go to a uh, you know to go to a Huntington to play a semi-state ball game when they were played in. You know, they were played at the Muncie Fieldhouse or they were played mm-hmm. in Fort Wayne or something in years past. That would be a bit of a letdown, but I'm sure they I'm sure the kids
2: are excited to be there, but just to me it just seems a little bit strange. Right. Yeah. Um I know, you know, the IHSA does what they have to and everything. Like I know for baseball and softball we have that same problem yeah. where we're going up around oh whiting. And, yep. Up for whiting, you know, you win regionals and the next day you're on a butt or a couple days later you're heading up there and they said so they could sit at home, and you got to make a you know three hour bus trip on up there and, and play right away. Um, and you can kind of look at the map, and I guess you can kind of see what their thinking was when they did it. and We just happened to kind of be in the corner of you know the farthest away corner possible. It seems like, but I know uh, I know a couple people have kind of you know talked to uh, the, the IHSA about it and everything, and hopefully it does get corrected. I mean, it's definitely a problem. I think it's a it's a competitive disadvantage for us. I think,
0: uh, or you run into situations like they had at uh, Blackford and Belmont. Just last week when uh, Marion and uh, Miss Sinawalt came over here and passed within five or six miles miles of Blackford High School, but they had to drive over to Belmont to play a game. And then the first year they had class sports, they had a, a boys section at Belmont, and Peru and McConaughey drove over here in a blizzard, basically, to play a final game at, at Belmont, and it was the least-attended
2: sectional in the state. Right. Yeah, I can see, you know, it's definitely one of the problems of, I mean, you know, you, you want to have a host site, so you have someone in charge of everything and uh, doing the schedules and everything like that, but... Um... Yeah, that's just that's one of the problems of one of the problems of doing it. I mean, it's the same. I think was last year's boys finals. I think they had for our ACAC tournament. Even I mean, even on a smaller scale, I think we had Woodland Heritage driving all the way down. You know, they're ten minutes apart, driving all the way down to South Adams for a final game. Um, I mean, but you know, you want to have that center school that's in charge of everything. So I guess that's kind of what you've got to live with it a little bit. What part of your job do you like the most? I like dealing with the kids and just kind of you know talking to them and getting to know them and watching them compete and you know you get to see all their all their home games so you know you feel like you get to know them pretty good and just watching the you know excitement when they win and you know even when they things don't go their way just kind of see how they respond and hope they respond the right way and just watching kids grow in the sport and uh, just between that and I mean the people I work with here are great and the coaches are really good administration so just working with all the people I mean kids uh, all all the stakeholders with the program so.
0: And by the way, I, I want to thank you for, for agreeing to do this today, but I also understand today's your birthday, so happy birthday. Oh, well, thank you. I, uh, I appreciate it. I'm glad I made it one more year, so <laughs> that's a good thing. I'm always glad to make it one more year. <laughs> that's been Josh Domer, and we're on the Hitcher Stowe's High School Sports Weekly. We'll be back right after this.
1: Good evening. Welcome back to Hitcher Stowe's High School Sports Weekly. For now, it's time for the Adams Memorial Hospital preview. Thursday, February 8th, it's boys basketball. Belmont at DeKalb. South Adams at Blackford. Friday night, February 9th, it's boys basketball again. Northfield at Bluffton. Norwell at Huntington North. Woodland at Southern Wells. Saturday night in boys basketball. It's AC at Eastside. South Adams at Cherubusco. Girls regional basketball, 2A. Bluffton versus Central Noble at Winnemac. In 1A regional, Rockville versus Southern Wells at Tipton Tuesday, uh, February 13th. Boys basketball at Southwood at AC, Lures at Norwell, South Adams at Blackhawk, and Southern Wells at Whitco. And that is the Adams Memorial preview for this next coming week.
0: Rex, I just I, I had a had a uh, something occur to me uh, not too long ago. Um, an epiphany and an an epiphany yes you know how you see some signs on stores that this is a gun-free zone or you go someplace and some cities are nuclear free zones well why don't we declare uh, adams county a winter free zone and only allow winter from december 24th till the 26th and the rest of the time, it's 70 degrees or something out and and nice, and, you know, the, the sunshine and the sky is blue, things like that.
1: And then you had a reality check and realized... Uh, that I, I had possible.
0: a reality check that, that, you know, much like the gun-free zones and the nuclear-free zones, it probably wouldn't work out too well.
1: Yeah. A lot of the signs, you realize that you think, do you really need that sign, but apparently... There must have been a problem, or you wouldn't have the sign.
0: Well, but you stop and think: if you go in and stick a gun in somebody's face, are they going to tell you you can't do that in here? This is a gun-free <laughs> we, zone. We got a sign. Yes, we got a sign out yeah. front, so you'll have to leave your gun. Check your gun at the door. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, like I said, that was quite just the epiphany, just that epiphany that was. Bob. That's a, that's an old man's epiphany, I guess. So we'll take a break. We'll be back right after this. Welcome back to Hitcher Stowe's High School Sports Weekly. It's now time for the whip- Whistle Stop from the archives, and um, you know it's like talking about Whistle Stop because if you if you've got a hobby, they probably got something in there for you.
1: You just like talking.
0: I, I there you go. There you go. Yeah, I, I like listening to myself, <laughs> I guess. But uh, anyway, Rex, I was thinking that was first uh, Bluffton's first sectional win in 20 years. And uh, I was fortunate enough to cover that. I think I even went to the state finals that year when Bluffton was, was down there, hmm. uh, the the girls' team. Uh, they ended up losing to Southridge by, I think, about five points. Uh, Abby Salshider, who scored about, oh, I think points. 1,800 points. Um, I, I didn't see, and we covered a lot of Bluffton games that year, and, and I didn't see anybody that could guard her, and I didn't find a team that could really defend her well she was that, uh she was that good handling the ball and uh most of her shots were driving to the bucket type shots
1: and this year i, I did see somebody had something on twitter they they recognized that state runner up we team we were over
0: there f- yeah. uh when they recognized that uh, state runner up team and and uh, 20 years later it's been 20 years and you know time time flies fast but uh uh she still looks like she could get out on the court and play
1: and i i saw something um Dane Filling tweets out a lot of wrestling stuff, and he tweeted out um, one day this week. I think was the fiftieth. No, might have been a fiftieth anniversary from when the first Belmont wrestler won a sectional.
0: Yeah, very but easily could yeah. have been. Yeah, so. yeah.
1: It's amazing to me. Of course,
0: you know, I was I was in the uh, second graduating class at Delta. At uh, Delta's first year was '67, '68, and I graduated in '69. And it amazes me that it's been almost almost 50 years. None of the uh, the none of the one two, I guess none of the two schools that I went to are still standing. They've, <laughs> they've torn them all down. And I w- I'm I'm doing some research on 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 Norton basketball, and the gym we played in was built in 1939. <laughs> I just I just saw that it said uh, 1939-40 was the first year they played in it, and the the article said and Norton played their first game in their new gymnasium. Uh, there was a there was an older school building out front until they built this this and it, and it stood they used it for the elementary for many years. And I remember when I was a kid, probably 10 12 years old, going there with my grandfather. They were ter- tearing the building down and they were selling the toilets and lavatories and things like that. And he bought a toilet to put in the rent- rental property have. He probably gave a buck or two for it. <laughs> but uh but it just it's it's amazing to me how fast that 50 years or whatever
1: flu they add up bob Uh, i know that uh i refereed wrestling and i i see people young men that have refereed their wrestle matches and you think oh i remember just a couple years ago they wrestled, and you see them now and they're 35 years old and they got kids and think yeah man time flies
0: well we we've been doing this show now for 18 years so the kids that we did uh you know on on our first year had up here on our first year are now in their mid-30s
1: yeah (laughs) <laughs> and the kids that you're interviewing this year were born yeah that first year <laughs> yeah
0: yeah so it's uh, it's funny how fast time flies i want to hit real real quickly on our uh first bank of burn point after um rex it it to this day it makes no sense to me and and the the uh IH, ihs double a for years has had a you, you look at the sectionals; they've had a set number of teams in each sectional. Okay, we want six teams, we want eight teams, whatever the set number is. And it, it seemed kind of silly. It it seemed really silly to me in the first year when they had Ber, uh, Peru and Maconacaw drive over here from Cass County in a blizzard to play a sectional final game against each other. Against each other, and there were twenty five people in the stands. Yeah. Now they passed, you know, probably thirty five schools coming over here. Uh, They could have played that game in in a neutral site in Cass County. Uh, Marion and Mississinowal did the same thing the other night, essentially. They drove right by within a couple of miles of Blackford High School, getting over here to Belmont uh, to play a ball game. And, uh, you know... what what would be wrong with having you know six teams in one section and eight teams in
1: another if 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 they're that geographically close? Well, apparently, Bob, there's people at the ISWA that are just way smarter than you and I, and they've I, got I, it figured out, and you just don't understand I, it. I don't understand it. That's just remember exactly. the rule, Bob. Just because you don't uh, see, I, I forgot the rule. Um, <laughs> I did too. It's <laughs> only confusing if you don't understand it. Okay, there you go. Uh, That's right. the rule. So it's, it's only confusing okay. if you don't understand it. Okay. Apparently you just don't understand. I it. mean, I can
0: understand that it's easy. Okay, so you've got 192 one hundred ninety-two schools in a class or whatever. You divide that by a certain number, and there's going to be this many teams. If one of them has to drive 100 miles or something,
1: it's all right because there's going to be six teams in this sectional. Well, it's part of that problem also, Bob. You know, you start getting into the success rule. You'll have a team that was like 3A one year, and they succeed enough that they move up. So that sectional that used to have set number of teams, and it, it could have been that way for years – somebody moves up out of it and changes class, you either ref- backfill that or you have a buy.
0: I saw an interesting article the other, other day. I can remember back when Washington went through the Zellers, and they were really good. And I think uh, the Cody, uh, the youngest one, was going through when they first instituted that uh, success rule. And uh, the funny thing was they moved Washington up from, from uh, 3A to 4A. They had no more Zellers. They were knocked out like in the first game of the section the next two or three years.
1: So they didn't give them the uh, bypass on the uh, no-zeller rule? Uh, no, they didn't give them Hey, we're out of seven-foot boys. We yeah. can't be in the big class anymore. Well, <laughs> exactly. a lot, how many other schools don't have seven-foot boys to be in there that uh, can't pull the zeller
0: rule? Uh, but, uh, yeah. So, you know, it, it, seems, kinda, it, it seems like to me, uh, honestly, and this has been an argument I know, but it seems like to me you're punishing teams for being successful. Uh, there are teams that have moved up from 1A to 2A to 3A to 4A. Basically, uh, just because they've they've been successful now, you know, you're of course you're you're looking at teams, that, particularly in 1A, that probably do more than a little bit of recruiting, which they'll mm-hmm. deny. But uh, you know, so there's a reason for that success rule. But I think you're just you're punishing somebody for being successful. Well,
1: I think you, one of the most prominent ones is Lafayette Central Catholic football team. I mean, mm-hmm. they're 1A school. They went were they 1A champs, 2A champs, and finally moved up into 3A. And at one time they. Th- Colts had a bad year, they thought that Lafayette Central Catholic could have beat the Colts. Yeah. So I mean this I mean there there's reasons for it. Uh, there's some good, some people don't like all the reasons, but you, you don't want one team to predominantly dominate a class every year. So well I can understand the, the reasoning behind
0: and, it. I can understand the reasoning behind it, but so many times uh you might have a, a, a great sophomore class that, mm-hmm. that are going to win things as juniors and seniors and then they're all gone and all of a sudden you're up a you're up a class it happened to adam central a few years back in in softball
1: yeah and that success rule it it goes the other way too i mean when you when you get to the point where you don't have the continued success they'll drop you back down
0: but it, it takes a year or two yeah. to get there it takes a year or two to get there
1: well that's that's
0: my opinion anyway so we'll take another break we'll come back with graveyard insurance presents and prognosticators right after this yeah
1: welcome back
0: to Hitcher stoves high school sports weekly
1: you're supposed to buy new ones once a well. while. that's uh, why they're not slick on the bottom you box. know
0: um i i went to a funeral a couple of years ago and and drug out a, a an old pair of dress shoes that i had not worn in a while and uh i'm i'm sitting here at this funeral and i look down and the soles are completely separated from the rest of the <laughs> shoe on both of my feet. And like it was flip. like a, it was like I had a blowout or something. And it was like a flip-flop when you walked. Yeah. You could hear it yeah. Yeah. slapping. I had to go home and change my shoes, you know. Otherwise, I'd have to walk around my sock feet. But uh, uh, it, at any rate, at any rate, uh, we've got uh, Purdue basketball. Purdue and Ohio State following <laughs>
1: us here at 730. That's a game worth listening to, Bob. Uh, Purdue ranked third, I think Steve said, and Ohio State's like 13th or something. And they like that. won like 19 in a row. So that ought
0: to be a great game. Ohio State, I think they're only lost so far this year has been to Penn State. And uh, that was that was basically an upset. And you guys said, I forgot, where's that game being played at? At was Purdue. At Purdue. At Purdue. So that'll be on. Tomorrow night, we've got uh, South Adams and Blackford. And I was so looking forward to that ball game to see this fantastic freshman. <laughs> you changed and, him. <laughs> and he, he uh, uh, and the guy that's doing the ball game with me, just going basically to see him and, uh, Unfortunately, he he he's injured. So we won't be able to see him, but uh, there's another kid on the team that's the grandson of the 83-year-old coach that uh, apparently is a pretty decent player too. So that's tomorrow night, then uh, Friday night we've got another basketball game and I don't know. <clears throat> oh, let's see here. I don't know who we're, who we've got
1: Friday night. No. It shows the Pacers. Oh, okay. Bob, and as you're talking about from the archives, I think back to a couple weeks ago when you had Jack Meyer on up here and talk about basketball, and that's a very interesting show. I hope a lot of listeners got to listen to it because uh, that gentleman, he had a book in front of him, had a lot of information in it, but he was pulling a lot of that out of his yeah. out of his own archives from his memory banks and uh, just a great basketball mind. And I ran into a couple of people, and he talked about uh, Dave Trevere, and I ran into Dave's son and talked to him about it, and I mean – some of those old-time basketball guys that still get together, those guys are still sharp, and they, they got all that all that Bob Adams book that you've been putting together, they, they got stored in their memory, man. Uh, they, they can retrieve most of that stuff from their own memories, so, yeah. But I, I thought that was a great show, and I hope everybody enjoyed it because uh, I know that he enjoyed it because after we went off the air, we stayed there and talked for another 45 minutes until we finally looked at him. I was like, hey, we got to go home.
0: Yeah, yeah, my <laughs> wife's waiting supper on me, but uh, –
1: uh, he's a great guy. He has usually about once every year or two. He'll have a
0: uh, uh he'll, He calls it a basketball round table where he calls a bunch of his old basketball buddies up and, and uh, brings them into his house and, and you know, they, they, they serve up uh, refreshments and, and talk basketball. And I've met some great guys. There guys that, uh, you know, since I've done all this basketball history uh, guys, I wanted to meet basically um, over the years and, and uh, have been fortunate enough to do so. And, uh, uh, Sean Buzik came back one year for it, uh, uh, a couple of the grogs. have been there. I mean, there's just been a lot of people that come back uh, specifically for that, and and uh, met one of the tallest players in the county, and and uh, so it's just it's just a great thing to you know that he does, and uh, he he was a graduate of Hartford Township, and his his uh, wife graduated from Jefferson Township, two of the smallest schools in the county, and uh, a little different perspective from them you know and and you know, to now and of course his uh granddaughter was uh he was the first thousand point scorer in the county his granddaughter was a thousand point scorer. Uh, and he
1: has lynn grove letter jacket on
0: yeah yeah hartford township yep and uh he's a big cleveland indians fan and that's always that's always neat so
1: well what did we talked about after the air i didn't realize but he was a, a really good softball player yeah and, and he was hes maybe a couple of years older than my father was, but uh, they played softball against some of the same guys. So he and I reminisced about softball. So he had less basketball knowledge, but he was equally as good a fast-pitch softball player. Yeah, and, you know,
0: there were uh, uh, there were some great uh, softball – there were some good semi-pro basketball teams. There were some great softball teams. Clinks, mm-hmm. for years, sponsored a uh, <clears throat> baseball team that uh, – uh, you know, guys that I know, the old guys that I know, played on those teams. And one guy, uh, There, we, we talked to some old baseball players, and some of these guys actually left professional baseball and went into teaching because they'd make more money teaching mm-hmm. than they did
1: playing uh, uh, playing baseball. So I guess the point I was bringing up, that so if we have some um, loyal fans, if you stay with us long enough, have a really interesting show every once in a while <laughs> not every week that gets a little tough but <laughs> tough to have, be interesting every week but I, I really enjoyed that show i mean it was it was a good time listening to uh, jack meyer talk so um you know we'll work to have more programs like that on so it's uh i w- when i went to a talk with uh,
0: josh dalmer i was telling him i said you know with <clears throat> with the uh, we we've lost some guests here in the last three or four weeks on account of flu uh, we've lost, obviously, lost a couple of days of school due to some weather issues and stuff. And I said, you know, sometimes it's just tough to get guests up here, so. Uh, in this in this particular case, I went to the guest and said, "Here, let's let's do this while you've got a minute." And
1: so maybe maybe um, after this week's West wrestling semi-states, we'll have some wrestlers that are qualified for the state finals. Maybe I can grab a couple of those and get them up here. Or a great idea. I know that we we try to get the Belmont girls basketball team up here, and they'd had some ex- success, but they were still practicing those times. So now that their season's over, maybe we can get some of those girls up here. Yeah. But uh, we've got some guests to to draw on here in the next couple of weeks. Yes, we do. Well, Rex, uh, tomorrow
0: night, South Adams and Blackford, you got wrestling uh, some state Saturday all day. All day long Saturday. And uh, Matt's coach's show there to uh, be 7.30 this week again.
1: Yeah, he goes 7.30, 8.30, and I think we, we'll probably go on the air about uh, shortly after he goes off, 8.35, quarter to 9, something like that. Okay. All right. Well,
0: I don't know what we've got to prognosticate other than uh, the the South Adams Blackford and game tomorrow night and with without the uh, the kid I I would rate that pretty even and uh, what's this now Saturday night oh Saturday night we got oh yeah I about forgot about this we got Adams Central East Side that ought to be a good game I'm going to go up to uh, East Side to cover that one so
1: so you need equipment back Saturday night or you're going to take our extra set
0: I'll probably get uh, does Matt have the extra set we'll have to find out yeah we'll have to find <laughs> out where that ended up so. We'll take it. Uh, we'll we'll logistics, get to it, Steve. Logistics. We yes. got to figure it out. You guys will be done by seven thirty, uh, won't you?
1: We'll find out. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, once again, I'd like to thank everybody for listening. A reminder: We got Purdue and Ohio State coming up here in a half an hour. Uh, make sure you listen to that. I plan to. So, uh, thanks for listening again, and we'll talk to you next week.